the back fence with Tony Kemp. Yes, a big shout out to the Warriors who have now gone six straight wins emulating the 2002 Warriors Grand Final team. It was a good win, but a tight contest against the Manly side who themselves were fighting for their lives to remain in contention for the top eight. You would have thought with just six minutes remaining, Rick, a daily Terry Evans attempted field goal, charged down by the fullback CNK of all people, Chance Nickel Clockstud. He got there from fullback, and then a mid-air collision with both uh, CNK and Ruben Garrick that a penalty to Manly would all but seal, seal the deal for them. They had desperate top eight hopes, and this would have given them a win that they no doubt thought was well earned against the side hell-bent on making the top four. But hold on. This is the Warriors, and calls aren't meant to go our way. Jason Paris would have <laughs> called everyone out, including the NRL, if Chance Nickel Clockstad was a judge to have committed a crime. Was it a tackle mid-air? Should it have been a penalty? Well, if you listen to Anthony Seabold post-match rant, then the referee's got this decision wrong, and he wanted everyone to know. Hey, Anthony, welcome to our world, brother. I'll put 400 clips together where the Warriors don't get that call, and you might have won that game in the past. Sakatere mamafere. About time we got the rub of the green. And as we all know, the winner's now safely in the bank. And we can go forward still chasing that dream with two games to go. Was it the right call? Who cares? It's done. And as they say, the rest is history. Off the back fence with Tony Kemp. <laughs> Nicely said, Kempe. Yeah, I can hear the frustration all those years of calls that have gone the other way coming out in that one, mate. <laughs> I I got home. I got home. I got to say, and Jay, she says to me, I said, I said, oh, you should have heard the press conference. You know, did you, were you still tuned into the to the aftermatch? She goes, no, I didn't. What did he say? And I said, I blew up. He blew up. And she said to me, remember that when we were kids? She just went, Sakatere, Mama Fede. <laughs> I was like, I started laughing. I said. So true, man. Like we've had, we've had four hundred of those bad calls, mm-hmm. and I've got to, I've got to give Izzy a bit of a plug here because a few weeks ago, Izzy said, "Mate, do you think that that Jason Paris tweet um, that rolled the NRL has had anything to do with the rubber the green coming back the Warriors' way?" I've got to say, since the tweet from Jason, there's been no bad calls go, or, or that many of them go against us. No one's talking about the refereeing. Um, and when you look at the way that Anthony Seabold went off about that, you know, Judy Eclair, um Keir, and then Ruben Garrett couldn't couldn't play on, you know, Maratu Nuakuri goes through on that drop pass and and goes around the fullback because he couldn't run. You're missing the you're missing all the other calls, mm. like you're missing the forward pass. You know, the 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 contentious calls that the Warriors have had to pull um, put up with when you when you come here and and make that. And I just thought, mate. Yep, I, I, I feel your pain, but, but we've been through a lot, and there ain't no way in the world that we're going to... And I, and I listened to Andrew Webster too, Rick, when he talked about it, and no, he, he said, well, mate, that's the rules. We're playing to the rules. What's wrong with that? Well, one of the things that I didn't make, it didn't make any sense to me that Seabold said afterwards, and I, you know, it came from a place of frustration, I get that, but he said, um, how's it not... Some, I'm paraphrasing here, but basically he said, how's it not... Um, a penalty, the bloke's injured. It's like, well, mate, it's rugby league. It's a physical game. Blokes get injured all the time and stuff that's not penalties because you've got big blokes running at each other at pace. You know, that, that's what happens. Just because a bloke's injured doesn't make it a penalty. No, no. And, and there's, there's going to be a few injuries out of this game. Uh, I'm 
pretty sure Dallin Watini Zelezniak will be touch and go. He hurt his he hurt his right knee early on. Played about sixty minutes with a a bung right knee. It's the stages there where he couldn't actually keep up um, with with his his running action. So I'm. It'd be interesting to see how he shapes up with only a short turnaround. They they play again on Friday night, um, but man, it was a battle. It was a definite battle in the in the middle of the weekend. They they showed up manly. Like I said, they're fighting for their lives and and to to fight for that top eight spot. But uh, unlucky, they they couldn't get that job done. And again, just big shout out to the, everyone that goes there and supports the Warriors. Twenty four, I think it was twenty four thousand two hundred people showed up. Rick, if they get a home semi final. Oh, mate, it, it it will be the hottest ticket um, going around. Do you reckon if they if they get a home semi and they shift it to Mount uh, from Mount Smart to Eden Park, which is holds what forty five forty eight, so you look talking twice capacity, will they sell it out? I I think so. I think th- I think they will. I think you know it's a massive opportunity for Auckland um, to to promote the city and get a lot of people coming in from around. Uh, the Mutu and I and and I think with if the Warriors go there, then you are going to get actually a lot of people coming to town. Mm. You know, so we'll have we'll have a, a fair walk up crowd from Auckland, but we'll have a lot of people who will make a weekend of it and get up here uh, if it's played at Eden Park. And 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 good on them too. I, I you know I would like to see fifty sixty thousand people at a Warriors game. Yeah, yeah, mate, that would be amazing. Can you imagine? And and. I know that it's maybe not the thing it used to be, but just that whole league rugby rivalry, doing doing that, selling out a Warriors semi-final at the home of rugby in New Zealand would be pretty sweet, wouldn't yeah. it, Kempi? And, and, and it has been, you know, like that crossover crowd, we talk about that all the time. You know, like you've got people that have really jumped on the Warriors wagon this year. You know, it's been a real tough number of years, not just through COVID, but even before that. And, uh, you know, this year... The results have all gone their way. They've they've got you know two decent games on the way home um, that they should win, and they'll be fighting out in that top four in week one. And it couldn't be a better run into the finals for them. Nah, mate, it's looking good. It's exciting. Hey, uh, but I know we're going to talk uh, more rugby league after eight with Blake Ashford, but this text has come through from Chris earlier. I don't know if you've seen this or if you've heard anything, uh, but it's from Chris. He says, "Kempy, Jack Whiten's about to hit the DCE backflip." Yeah. Have you heard about yeah. this? Yeah, I have. I have. So there's talk of him actually reneging on his uh, self steal, and I, I'm not surprised because you do get you do get players doing that. Uh, and contracts at the moment, I've I got to say, Rick, is they're not worth the paper that they're written on. Mm. You know, you can have a contract and you're at a club and it says that you're there for three years and all of a sudden you're you're negotiating to get out of it. I wouldn't be surprised. Jack White is Canberra currently. Uh, Ricky Stewart, he spoke about. Jack White and when when he signed and how disappointed uh, the club was not being able to keep him there as a as a one club player and and given that the dust is settled and that Canberra are actually going all right and they're in the eight I wouldn't be surprised if Jack White stays. Okay, a couple of things to read into this. How much do you think Croker's retirement re, um, plays into this because it obviously it's going to free up some cap and also you mentioned something's going on at Souths. Yeah, yeah, I. I, I don't know whether there's something going on at South has changed his mind. I think that, you know, when you're sitting down and you're having a coffee and you're realising that you'll probably be in Sydney um, on the eastern beaches as opposed to, you know, doing what you've been doing for the last 10 years and, and it's worked for you, has sort of hit home. And I think listening to, you know, I don't know whether Jack White actually 
um, understood what they thought of him because mm. that didn't really come out until he signed for South. You know, we tried everything. I, I wouldn't be surprised, Rick. You know, with with the um, retirement of Croker, um, that he actually got bumped up again. So his contract is actually being being bumped. It's, they made it worthwhile for him to stay, and we'll, we'll we'll keep our ear to the ground on this one. But yeah, that came out yesterday. Jack White, and he looks like he's going to renege on his on the South Steel. I think, mate, personally, I think it's a good idea. Yeah, all you right. Know, one one club, one team. That's that's Jack White. We'll keep an eye on it, mate. We'll keep an eye on it. the other story. Uh, doing the rounds is that Corey Oates is uh, not happy with what he's been offered at Brisbane, thinks it's uh, disrespectful, the offer that they've given him. Might be going to the Knights. Well, he, he will be going. He's not going to get back into that, that Brisbane Broncos side. Um, and, you know, that's the reflection of, of where you sit within the internal roster, unfortunately, for for uh, Corey Oates, and, and loves Brisbane. You know, he loves Brisbane, but, you know, if he wants to get paid, I'm, th- I'm, I'm picking he has to go somewhere else.